Welcome to the New Jersey Crush FC podcast show discussing all things youth soccer. Welcome to the New Jersey Crush podcast show, a great episode with Coach Jack. He gives a great insight into his pathway and a great insight to his philosophy coaching at New Jersey Crush FC. So, how are you? Good, thank you, Kevin. How are you? Very good. Thanks for coming on. I know you're super busy, but um, you have a great background in the game and you're obviously a, a top coach at New Jersey Crush. So why don't you start by just explaining how you first got involved in soccer back in England? So I started playing quite late. I started playing at about eight or nine. Um, wanted to be the goal scorer, but gradually got moved back and back and back and found out I was quite a good goalkeeper. Um, played just youth soccer, dad as coach for three or four years before moving a bit higher up played schoolboy level for my county um had a had a two-month trial at Portsmouth when I was 15 um and then after that just played a, a good level at college at Brockenhouse College which is probably one of the better colleges on the southeast of England uh won the national national championship there um then came over played at Stack for four years uh, as a starting goalkeeper there and then after that, went straight over to do my master's degree at Mercy. Um, and I'm the assistant coach with both the men's and, and the women's soccer program there now. Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So in terms of coming over and moving from England over here to play in college, how was that experience kind of to come over? And um, when you first got to college, uh, what was your opinion in terms of like the standard, the facilities and things like that? Uh, massive. Obviously, moving so far away from your parents, um, I'm an only child as well, so so that was such a big decision for not only me but also my family, but one that I'd I'd never look back on. Um, I wanted to come over for the experience and and playing playing soccer as well, but also it being a way to to fund my education. Um, that was a really big part of it. Coming to New York and and playing at Stack gave me both the opportunity to to continue playing, but also to get get education at a, at a reasonable price as well. Um, Played in some fantastic areas, played at some fantastic stadiums against some really good teams. Um, at Stack, two years, we had some very good players and, and some very good teams. And then two years, we kind of struggled a little bit. But the the level of competition over here is exceptional. And in terms of what universities back home offer, the the scale of sports in this country is just is just tremendous right now. And a lot of people kind of back home in Ireland and England probably wouldn't realise like how good the facilities are here in college. They're pretty much on par with like a Premier League academy, correct? It's, uh, especially at the higher levels of the game that you go within colleges. Some of the some of the facilities that Division One schools have are exceptional, but that's also seen on the Division Two and the Division Three level. Having access to to your own weight rooms and people that can help you with strength and conditioning, to helping with with the food you're eating. And, and athletic trainers that, that help with injuries, you, you have access to absolutely anything and you're just in an environment where if you're there for, for the right reasons and you want to get your head down and work, you should really be thriving and, and everything's there for you to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And then in terms of kind of balance between uh, studying, playing, socialising, how did you find that? Was that something you had to be really disciplined about? Yeah, you have, you have to plan a lot. You have to plan a lot. Um you know, obviously, with the seasons at college, you play a lot more in the fall than you do in the spring. It's a lot more hectic in the fall. So we have academic advisors that that really help us to to get the right classes at the right times that aren't going to go too much and, and overbalance our workload. You get a lot of help from 
a lot of different scenarios that that allow you to to really make sure that all your eggs are in the right basket and and you've got all the all the things you need to succeed. Absolutely. And I know, you know, in Ireland and England and, you know, it happened to me, like I left home at 15 to play in England at Manchester United and I missed that opportunity to kind of go to college. But as I get a bit older now, I realise that maybe the right pathway is to go to college first, get your education, play at that really high level, as you talked about in America. Is that something you believe in, that it's better to go to college and get an education first before you kind of pursue that maybe professional route? Uh, well. At the stage that I was at, absolutely. I think by the time that you're 16 and 17, especially in England, not so much here, um, if you were going to be pro, you kind of knew it at that point. The pathway isn't as staggered, I guess, here. You haven't got as many avenues to to that top level. Whereas here, absolutely, you find that college and you see, you see D1, D2 players end up playing professional um, over here. You go to the right place that allows you to succeed whilst getting an education. Look, if things happen, you've always got something to fall back on. And I think the way that sports and education are promoted as almost a package here is, is why so many people that, that are athletes are, are so hireable. They they look good in job in job situations. They're desirable candidates for job positions when they're older because they have that work-life balance already set out and put in their head from such a such a young age. Absolutely. And then in terms of kind of transitioning from playing to coaching, was that an easy transition for you and something you really enjoyed? Did you always want to be a coach? I always loved the tactical side of the game. And I think being a goalkeeper, I always got to see what was going on. And I always liked to watch game film. I always liked to see what was going on um, in front of me. And I was also very lucky. I've, I've practiced and, and played under some fantastic coaches and obviously some that I maybe didn't necessarily like all what they did. But I've used all of that to come together to try and be the coach that that I am now. But I think the tactical aspect of the game is always something that really, really got my brain going. And as soon as I finished, it was always going to be a means to continue my education at Mercy. Like coaching there funded my MBA. They they paid for my MBA from from the coaching route. Um, and and it just allowed me to keep working through it. And the more I've done it, the more passionate and hungry I've got with it. And it's great being able to coach not only on the collegiate level, but then also bring what I see and what I learn there to, to, the, to the kids that, that I have the pleasure working with and coaching at Crush. Yeah, so just on that, obviously, New Jersey Crush, fantastic club, and um, very elite uh, girls program. How has that experience been for you? I know your teams are doing very well, and from all accounts, they play a great brand of football. What, what's kind of your philosophy in terms of coaching these uh, young athletes? So I'm, I'm very lucky that I think I have great, uh, a great stagnation between teams I have. I have an 09 age group, an 06 age group, and then the college kids. So there's a start point and an end point. And I think I get the middle point in there as well. I like to keep the ball. Um, I'm someone that from a, from a young age with, with, with players, I want them to keep the ball. I want them to be able to do different things and play different formations quite quickly and efficiently. And my philosophy is really play, keep the ball. I don't really mind if, if we don't win games and we lose to teams that play that long ball and chase it because I see what it is to be successful on the college level with, with the women at Mercy ranked number 15 in the country at the minute. Um, Danny, the head coach, is excellent. He, he plays a brand of, of soccer similar to what I like to do and we relate with each other. But I try and get my kids to not only watch, they love watching the Mercy girls. They've come to two or three games this year. They see the brand. And then after the games, they say, look, I see what you're trying to do with us. We try and play this way. And they see that even if it might not get results now, they see the platform that we're trying to build on and that I'm really looking towards the future as opposed to the the right now and the right here. 
I see what the goal is. A lot of them see what the goal is. And now they see the process and the pathway to get there. And I think that's something that allows the players to to really connect with me and, and the brand of soccer that I try and play and promote. Yeah, that's brilliant to hear you say that. So you're kind of saying it's it's more about the long-term development and and, and getting players ready for that next step up. It, obviously, in America, sometimes, you know, they have this kind of win-at-all-cost mentality. Do you have to educate parents? Because obviously, I totally believe in your process. Do you educate parents on why you play a certain way and why that's going to benefit the kids in the long run? Absolutely. And I always say, I think I'm very lucky with the, with the parents that, that I get to work with and, and, and the kids that, that are on my team. They buy into what I what I like doing. All of the kids are happy when they leave practice. The team is super close because of a lot of the team team building stuff we do. Team managers over here are so important. Um, I have one that gets them together all the time. And when the parents and the kids get to come and watch either the younger girls when they get to watch the Mercy games or even when they sometimes come and watch the older teams play like the 2006s, they see where they can get to. And I think they buy into that process and the way I am with the kids and, and the way that they enjoy themselves at practice, but also whilst working hard, I think the culture and the environment is is very good. And I think that relationship between player, coach and parent it has to be one thing. I think you're all in. You're all in the team together, and the success of the team really depends on the connection between the the three of those pillars. Brilliant. And then, like the club in general, New Jersey Crush, obviously doing very well. Some great people involved, like yourself, Lee, PJ, Simon, and so on. Like as a club, where do you feel the club is at, and and why do you feel that it benefits uh, young athletes to join New Jersey Crush? I think the club is in the right hands and the philosophy and the brand is excellent. We pride ourselves on being an all-girls club and an elite all-girls club. And that's seen by the fact we have Pat Norton, who's a head coach at Montclair, an excellent program in Division 3 that's doing very well. Chris Nickel at St. Thomas Aquinas. Again, he's building that. He's working super hard, but it's great to have him involved with the club. And then myself at Mercy, we have three college coaches. We have coaches with A licenses, with, with Lee and Allen just completing that. And obviously Neil coming over as well. People, There's a great mixture of people that have done the education and have been in the game for a while. And then the people that are in the college game at the higher level. And the, the bringing of those together, I think, just shows how serious everyone at Crush is in terms of the development of our kids and what the end goal is. We want to be getting kids into college. Um, and again, me, I'm trying to get kids to look at Division 2 as well as Division 1 and Division 3. Um, but getting kids out there, getting as many kids where they want to be for college, where they want to be for not only education, but giving them that opportunity that if they want to continue playing, they have the right mentality and the right ethos to do so. And I think that is that is so clear when you look at look at the people that are involved in Crush and what we all believe in and where we've come from. Yeah, I'd personally be blown away by kind of the, the level of coaching and the level of uh, staff, and it, it's been amazing. So just kind of to, to finish up here, and it's a it's a open-ended question, but in terms of advising, you know, young players, like what advice would you give to a young player that's kind of starting their journey in travel and aspires maybe to play high school and college and so on? For me, it's always as long as it makes you happy, keep your head down and keep doing it. If you come with a smile and you've got the intensity that you want to play and you want to be there, the ability comes with it. So much about the game is attitude and surrounding yourself with the right people, the right environment for you to succeed. And you have all the tools here to be able to do that. And speaking on speaking on the crush, the crush, the crush side itself, you've got all the coaches, you've got the people that have been there, the people that are there now, you've got older players, 
the girls that have graduated from Crush and playing elsewhere are still super involved with Little Crushes and stuff with Steph, who does a fantastic job there. And there's a great pathway. Buy into it. And if you enjoy it, everything is there for you to succeed. Jack, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Kevin. You're a great addition to the club and I uh, really, really enjoy these podcast series. And it's, uh, it's a great, great tool for people to use to, to stay involved and see what's going on. Thank you very much.